Welcome to Series 2 of Gaia's Toolbox. This time, I'll be doing a bit more solo speaking on themes, concepts and ideas that fall within the same framework as Series 1. What you'll hear in Series 2 will be wisdom that came to me directly from Mother Earth through working with her plant medicines. So I still very much consider this to be Gaia's Toolbox. Wisdom and truth channeled directly from her for us to help us navigate this period of great change with grace, discernment, and celebration. So we are gonna go right into the heart of the series and begin talking about plant medicines. And we're gonna look at plants as teachers. So every plant has a spirit. Every plant has a spirit. Every tree, every flower, Every single plant that you see when you look out of the window has its own spirit. And this is something that has become so abundantly clear to me over the last few years. And in the West, we are very disconnected from that idea of plants as wisdom keepers. And just this simple shift of looking outside and looking at all the plants and the trees as ancient divine wisdom keepers placed on this earth not just to photosynthesize light not just to feed us not just to balance the air that we breathe but also to act as allies in this lifetime and the more that we can slowly start to change our perspective of plants and start to enter into more of a reverent relationship with them the more meaning that our life has And I do believe that this first simple shift of looking at plants as wisdom keepers and of having respect for the plants as our teachers can catalyze, and it's probably the biggest, would be the biggest catalyst for a very subtle but very important shift where we begin to see the plants as our equals or even as our superiors and we can come back into a balanced homeostasis with plants so that we begin we begin to look at ourselves as living alongside the plants as opposed to just trampling on them without a second thought. So I believe that amongst their many functions, plants are here as allies from Mother Earth. And in this lifetime as humans, we have agreed to undertake great suffering. So The human experience is one filled with sorrow and joy and pain and love. And this whole notion of suffering is unique to planet Earth. And this might sound very esoteric to you, but if we read about evolved civilizations that lie outside of Earth, and whether that's something that you look at actively or when you think of mythical civilizations that you might read about in fairy tales, often when we look at civilizations or societies that have evolved, it'll usually be they've evolved past suffering and they know no suffering. So just that whole idea of suffering is quite an interesting concept to wrap your head around and to think about and to think you know, suffering is here for a reason and it's actually our path to grace. And this is obviously a whole other topic that we could talk about, but I do believe that the plants are here on this earth as an ally for us in our suffering and to be of great comfort to us, to heal us and not just to heal us physically, but to heal us spiritually, emotionally, energetically, to heal our soul's journey, to be with us on our journey. 
They are the balm to our soul. So when you start to understand that they are there for so many more reasons than we first thought, and they truly are there to act as allies for us. So this, this slight shift in the way that we, that we perceive plants, this shift in our perspective, and this, this beginning to bring in an element of reverence in the way that we look at plants, just changes our whole approach to life into one of sacredness. And I do believe that this simple shift into respect for plants and respect for our surroundings and this recognition as the plants as our teachers and as ourselves as students who walk upon this earth brings in this this true sacredness for life. And having sacredness and reverence for your own life is going to be one of the most profoundly comforting modalities and paradigms that you could step into. That's where the true meaning of life can be found, is in a relaxed and sacred approach to your life. And I believe plants to play a massive role in humanity's move towards that paradigm. So anyone who knows me knows that I work extensively with essential oils. And after working with them for years and years, like almost a decade now, I have come to realize that essential oils are a gatekeeper to plant medicine. So what I mean by that is that If you think about essential oils, that is one really amazing way to work with a huge array of plants in a very bioavailable and very pleasurable form. So you take the essential oil, you have this living liquid inside the bottle, and it is a living liquid because the minute you open the cap, you have these aromatic volatile compounds that jump out of the uh, the bottle, that move through the air and that alchemize with our body and begin to work on a deep cellular level. So this is the living essence of a plant. And I mean, we could go onto such a deep dive about this living liquid and why it's living and how it interacts with our field. And that's something that I'm gonna put into a whole other course. So I don't wanna go too deeply into that. But what I've realized through my own relationship with essential oils and through the practice that I've developed, the student-teacher relationship that I've graciously invited into my life with essential oils is that these plant medicines and I consider them plant medicines they are like the first they are a gateway into this deeper realm of consciousness and of living wisdom because the whole concept of plant medicine is that of these plants are here to teach us we are the students the plants are our teachers and many of us know the more um, the, the sort of well-known plant medicines, the master plant medicines, the ayahuasca, peyote, San Pedro, um, cambo, cannabis, I mean, cacao. There are so many incredible plant medicines. And a lot of those plant medicines are, you know, really pretty intense, really, really powerful and can scare us and are maybe a little bit too intense for us to, we're not ready yet to work with those plant medicines with some of those. Whereas essential oils are the most divine, gentle, accessible, um, 
beautiful little representatives of this gateway plant medicine. And they are, make no mistake, they are so powerful, so unbelievably powerful. But this power and this depth of relationship that you can have with your essential oils as plant medicines is one that it's a relationship that needs nurturing. So they'll be there ready, willing and available to work with us on that much deeper level. But even at such a gentle level, on a physical level, anybody can work with essential oils. Man, woman, child, adult, animal, plants, like you can use essential oils on your plants. Every living creature on this earth is ready to work with essential oils. They are, they are that gentle and they are that bioavailable to us. And the mere fact that you have this incredible entity like essential oils that is so uh, so easy to work with and so readily available, like you can buy them in shops, you can find them everywhere. They smell delicious. They are so pleasurable. And the whole way that you work with them, you anoint yourself, you inhale deeply, they fill your lungs, they work with you on so many levels within the physical body just shows you how intelligent they are that they have created all of these different ways and ways in which we can work with them and yet they act as this portal into something far more profound they for so many people they are the gateway plant medicine that phrase gateway it's like the gateway drug this is these are like the gateway drugs for mother earth and I very much consider them to be like that. So if you are somebody who has essential oils and this this concept of plant medicine and of student-teacher relationship with plants and of developing reverence for Mother Earth really speaks to you, then look no further than your beautiful essential oils and you can begin to cultivate that practice using your essential oils. Another thing I want to bring your attention to, which I think is so bloody cool, going back to plants in general, is if you think about it, plants photosynthesize light from the sun and they convert that. I mean, that whole process of photosynthesis is this incredible, unique way of harnessing light and energy from the sun and converting that into energy for us humans. So there is like the most divine alchemy happening there. And when we consume these plants or when we work with them, like even in the form of essential oils, when we inhale them deeply, when we anoint ourselves, when we um, put them into a diffuser and our home is filled with these aromas, these volatile compounds, those compounds hold th this, the result of this alchemy of harnessing light codes from the sun then processing that and then offering it to us in various different forms when you eat living food which means to eat plants when you eat plants when you go outside and you forest bathe when you breathe in the fresh air when you walk with your bare feet any interaction that you have with plants especially one where you ingest those plants into your body you are ingesting light from the sun you are ingesting source energy you're ingesting light codes so i seriously i consider plants to be a a physical way that we can allow these light codes to be anchored into our physical body 
And the more that we ingest plants and the more that we work with plants, whether it's by eating them, whether it's by inhaling them, whether it's by touching them like gardening or anything like that, you are putting yourself like in contact constantly with light. It is an incredible way to bring more source light energy into your body and into your field. That is why you feel so much better after you've been for a walk. That's why people who live in the countryside will tell you that they're calmer. Because this is all working on a, on a metaphysical level, on a quantum level. But just the mere fact that when you start to perceive plants as these incredible entities that alchemize light from the sun in that way and then create this pure oxygen that we then breathe in it's just like this incredible direct way to work with the sun's energy like that so on a practical level how can you move forwards into more of a teacher student relationship with plants well i think it's just like you would work with any teacher if you suddenly found yourself in a room with an incredible um, like a guru or a spiritual teacher or just any kind of a teacher, somebody who you respected deeply was suddenly plonked in front of you, how would you respond? You would likely be like, oh my God, hey, hey how's, wow, I can't believe I'm standing in front of you. And there would be this, this humility, this natural humility would rise up because you would be like, I can't believe I'm standing in front of this person or this creature or whatever. Oh, and like I feel so humbled and there's so much I can learn and I don't even know where to start and it would be this like profound feeling this archetypal understanding that you are standing in front of a wisdom keeper and this beautiful natural humility would rise up and that is key here is this natural beautiful divine humility where you bow your head in reverence to this wisdom keeper and that is an archetypal relationship that is built into us we can all understand that concept so it's bringing that concept and that relationship into how you interact with Mother Earth. So next time you're in front of a tree, just take a minute to bring that humility and be like, oh, hey, like we've, I've never spoken to a tree before. This is a bit embarrassing, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to see this differently. And I'm willing to change my perspective and I want to pay more respect to you. And it's suddenly looking at the tree and understanding the archetypal wisdom that a tree must hold. This tree has been there for hundreds of years, potentially. The tree embodies this timeless energy. You know, in human design or in the Gene Keys, this sixth line, timeless energy. And I talk more about... Um, these archetypal um, energies within plants like the difference between a tree and a flower how you can just in instinctively understand how they hold such different wisdoms like the tree the timeless wisdom of a tree as opposed to the divine grace and compassion of a flower and, I, and as I'm talking I, my, my hands are like swaying in a different way when I say flower whereas when I say tree I, I feel very grounded so it's this way that you begin to receive the wisdom from these plants through different awareness centers. Like I no longer look at a tree and process it through the mind. I look at the tree and I feel it through my other awareness centers, my heart, my solar plexus, my being. I just understand like, wow, this tree has been here for so long. And just, just that alone just seeing the tree for what it really is, not the word tree, not the 
the fact it's an oak tree, just understanding that it's been there for so long, immediately has filled me with a wordless wisdom and understanding where something has shifted, my perspective has shifted, and I'm seeing the tree through true truth, like in a more truthful way than I've ever seen it before. And just that, that has changed me on a cellular level. I'm living more truthfully now in harmony with my surroundings because I've understood that there has to be this mutual respect. And in traditional communities, in indigenous communities, the, res- the respect that every human has for their surroundings, that is the true way for us to live. And we are so disconnected from that. It's just the way we've been brought up. But unless we willingly choose to change our perspective, then, you know, our species just can't thrive. We are all living organisms, you know, humans and plants. If you look at um, the Gaia principle that James Lovelock, the Gaia theory, the word Gaia um, was popularized in, in in that way through this theory where Mother Earth herself like we're all just these living elements, all living symbiotically and all behaviours are all part of Gaia's divine plan to to self-regulate. And I totally believe, I'm I'm sure that's true. Like I know that even our our destructive behaviour now towards Mother Earth is in some way part of the divine plan and is in some way going to self-regulate or is part of the self-regulating. So I know there's a a more divine plan. But anyway, so I don't go off on like a thousand tangents. (laughs) How can we cultivate that student-teacher relationship? It's that beginning of, it's humility initially. Like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I kind of understand. And I want to know more. I want to live in more reverence for my surroundings. I want to learn. And just that small shift and that choice, just that's the beginning and you know, next time you pick a flower, ask permission. Next time you put the flowers in your vase, just breathe deeply. And as you breathe in that delicious aroma of a flower, just say to yourself, I bet there's more going on than just me sniffing and finding it delicious. I bet you that there's like a metaphysical alchemizing between me and the aroma and the flower. And I'm breathing something in. And the, I mean, the mere fact that when you breathe in the most delicious smell of whatever your favorite flower is, and you're like, mmm, that smells so good. And you feel an emotional response. That is proof that there is a divine alchemy happening between you and the plant. And that, that that whole concept of a plant being beautiful and smelling delicious and bringing you joy and like a, a visceral emotional response means there's a link between your emotions, between the flower, and that something somewhere has devised that which is so genius. And that something somewhere is Mother Earth herself. So it's it's suddenly being in reverence for Mother Earth as the creator and the inventor of these really complex processes like smelling a flower and finding it delicious and then feeling an emotional response. And it's just being like, oh my God, I have so much to learn. And the more that you practice this willingness to learn and being a humble beginner... And beginning a dialogue with plants, an internal dialogue, which does not have to be slick. It does not have to be professional. You do not need to have like incredible affirmations. In fact, I would advise against um, 
reading out somebody else's words in order to connect with plants because so often you're you're just reading the words and it's through the mind if you literally go in front of your favorite flower or your pot of herbs or the your favorite tree and you like allow your words to be a bit stumbly and raw and vulnerable and you're like hey I've always found you really beautiful I'd love to see more what can I learn just having that willingness is the beginning and you know I've talked about essential oils already I do always advocate essential oils because they are just the most powerful way to begin that inner dialogue that I've just mentioned like you can hold an essential oil you can deeply meditate on the properties you can take in that aroma you can anoint yourself and you'll feel visceral a visceral response to that pretty quickly and that is just this this beginning of understanding that the the plants are here as wisdom keepers they hold wisdom both in terms of their light codes they hold ancient ancient layers and layers and layers of, of wisdom each plant has its own different wisdom which you can kind of already imagine just the difference between a tree and a flower and you have some plants that really have like very specific functions on this earth and are here to teach very specific messaging and then I also believe that mother earth has placed these plants here as allies to soothe us to be balm to our soul during this the human experience which is so intense and so painful and so beautiful and at this time during this time of great change and this transition we can always, always turn to our plant friends for the truth. And if that phrase doesn't land with you yet, it will. And when I say the truth, I just mean those simple, universal, archetypal wisdoms. And they are so simple and you will remember them. And even me saying this, I'm sure it's like nudging something pretty familiar to you. It's the simple pleasures of being alive. It's just that simple embodiment of life in your body. And the plants truly, they want to be here for us. They want to teach us. They have come forward at this time. That's why plant medicine is becoming so much more mainstream. And that's why certain plant medicines are becoming so much more mainstream. Think about your cacao. I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you've heard me talk about cacao and you might even have a deep relationship with cacao but look how she is just spreading like wildfire around the world because her specific transmission her specific function is is love and opening the heart and is is awakening our creativity she is all about love and creativity and having open-hearted communication and putting you in touch with your soul's purpose then you have other plant medicines that have other functions And then you have essential oils, which are basically a way for you to work with a huge array of different plants through the modality of their living liquid. So you can work with rosemary, you can work with geranium, thyme, vetiver. And all of these plants have totally different transmissions. But what they have in common is that they come to you in the form of this magical living liquid, which is so unique, with the added... um, element of aroma which is a whole other um alchemical it's it's on purpose like it, it serves a very specific alchemical purpose which i talk about more in my portals to the plant realm 
course about essential oils, so I don't want to go into it too much. But that can be a beautiful way for you to access the wisdom of a vast array of plants. You can also work with plant remedies like um, plant essences, flower essences, flower remedies like the Bach flower remedies, the bush flower essences. I mean, that's a, a phenomenal way to work vibrationally with plants, vibrational plant medicine. You can work with a Western herbalist. You can go and very consciously choose a shaman to work with, with some of the more powerful master plant medicines. There are so many different ways. Or you can just go outside and go for a walk and just start feeling through your different awareness centers, feeling the earth around you. And that is plant medicine. Medicine simply means something that helps us heal. And I want you to expand your understanding and the way you embody that you change and expand the way that you receive the word medicine and then when you pair that with plants you can understand okay I understand what plant medicine means it's so much broader and so much more real and so much more available than I had thought before and that was the intention of this episode was to awaken a different perspective into plant medicine and to to truly understand that Everything you need to know, well, you already know it inside and the plants are all around you ready to reflect that inner wisdom right back at you. And I've talked about this in the last series, all roads lead to one and that road is yourself. Like you already hold all the answers to every question you've ever had inside. And when you hear true wisdom, it's always simple and it's always familiar. It's just sometimes you need a loving hand to, uh, to guide you back home. So I hope this was interesting for you and I urge you to go outside or go play with your oils or some kind of a plant modality and to have fun and to just have a joyful reconnection and to please keep me posted. Please keep me posted. This is my dream to talk about plants this way and to see to see this being awakened in others. So please give me your feedback. Send me a message on Instagram whatever it is I want to hear from you I really want to hear about your plant journeys so much love and speak to you in the next episode <laughs>